So before I get started on my subject today, I wanted to talk about all the episodes in general. I've had a few people say that they love my podcast, but it has so much information and so many ideas that they don't feel like they can get it all. That is totally understandable and perfectly okay. I want you to know it takes me at least a week actively working on it most days to get one episode ready. I read books, study the topics, and think about all the information and the best way to present it. So while each episode may only be 15 minutes, it would not be reasonable to expect yourself to get it all and store it all for future use. What is my hope and is more reasonable is that you hear it and one thing or two stands out to you. You take those things and you think about them more. Talk about them with others and form your own idea or understanding. Then that one thing will pop up in your life and you will work it in here and there, sometimes remembering it and sometimes not. Some ideas will stick and others won't. But listening, even if you aren't getting it all and using it all in your life right now, is still helpful. It is still making a difference, line upon line, precept upon precept. The more positive you take in, the better. And if you say, yeah, but I already have lots of ideas that I want to incorporate into my life that I'm not yet, that's okay. I was recently reminded, life is a practice. We are all practicing. So let's have patience with ourselves as we try. And I'm reminding myself of that more than anyone today. So today's topic is exercise, but not the way you think. In preparing to speak to a group of women about mental illness, I realized something. I know I keep saying this podcast is for everyone, even though it is also specifically designed for those who struggle with depression and anxiety. But I say that because it is. Here's the thing. All of us spend varying amounts of energy and thoughts on being physically healthy. Some of us work out at home or at the gym. Some of us diet or eat specific foods. Some of us want to lose weight. Some of us want to maintain our current weight. Some of us have physical goals like get stronger, build muscle, run a certain distance. Some of us count calories. Some of us count macros. And even if you're sitting here thinking, I don't diet and I don't exercise, you still think about physical health and you still spend mental and emotional effort on the subject. We all know the benefits and the importance of being physically healthy, but what about mental health? We all have brains, so technically we are all somewhere on the sliding scale of mental health. I know until I reconsidered this thought, when I heard mental health, I thought of those not mentally healthy. I associated the word mental health with depression and anxiety. But when I hear someone say health or physical health, do I only think of those that are not physically healthy? Or do we think of ourselves and what our physical health is at the moment? In a world so caught up with the outward appearance, I am sure if asked, any one of us could easily come up with what we would like to see happen with our physical health. I'd like to lose blank number of pounds. I'd like to be able to fit or lift X amount. I'd like to be able to fit into X size of pants. I'd like to be able to run X number of miles. And even if we aren't doing what it takes to get closer to that goal, I am 100% confident that we at least know some of the steps that we could do to get closer to it. But what if I asked you, what would you like to see happen with your mental health? What are your mental health goals? Or even how mentally healthy are you? Do you even know? How do you achieve those goals? 
I know if I want to lose 10 pounds, I know some of the things I can do to help me get closer, if not all the way there. I can eat fresh fruits and veggies. I can exercise five times a week for 30 minutes. I can cut sweets out of my diet or drink less soda, etc. But what if you did have a mental health goal? What steps would you take? I just finished listening to the book, The Morning Miracle by Hal Elrod. He talks a lot in his book about the power of positive thinking, and he isn't the only one. You don't have to look very far to find people writing and talking about how much power our thoughts have. One main idea of his book is that success is directly related to individual development. It's a really good book, and I definitely recommend it. But to give you the gist of it, he discovered that waking up on purpose and spending time every morning working on individual development allowed him to create, attract, and sustain success in every area of his life. He has tons and tons of success stories from others who have tried his morning miracle routine and had the same results. No matter what their goals were, some lost weight, others achieved financial goals, you name it. This idea of spending time every day to work on yourself got me thinking. How often do I work on individual development? I currently don't go to school, I'm not taking any classes, I do read books every now and then, but honestly, not much dedicated time. But how can we expect to grow if we aren't learning? Sure, life will teach us, but how much could we gain from making some dedicated time to work on ourselves? In his routine from his book, Hal does six things, six areas where he works on individual development. They are meditation, positive affirmations, writing, reading, visualizing, and exercise. It is interesting to me that five of the six are mental, though meditation is also physical because you are practicing being physically still, but five of them seem like mental exercises to me. How mentally strong could we be if we practice these every day? But even if every day is hard, what if you did one a day? Most of these can be done in five to 10 minutes. I know being physically healthy affects your mental health. As you exercise, positive endorphins flow through your body and give you that feel-good mood. But I'd like to argue that being mentally healthy affects your physical health as much, if not more. When you exercise mentally, your brain is in a more stable place and can see life from a realistic place. This affects what you do, what you eat, your sleep, your relationships, everything. It's a complete package. I would say that any goal you have can be achieved, whether physical or not, by exercising mentally. So let's discuss the five mental exercises I mentioned. Positive affirmations. Like I said, Hal talks a lot about the power of thoughts in his book, and I think I'll dedicate another podcast to that. But for now, a brief explanation of positive affirmations. They are more than just feel-good quotes and positive statements. In short, positive affirmations are statements that are spoken and repeated to encourage and uplift the person speaking them. They're often written first to help remember them from one time to the next. You only need a few, but you can have as many as you would like. Reading them out loud repeatedly helps rewire your brain to accept them. Here's an example of some positive affirmations. I am enough. I am in charge of how I feel, and today I am choosing happiness. I can do hard things. I will not compare myself to others or whatever you want to say to stretch yourself. I tell my kids, especially my strong-willed daughter, you will believe what you tell yourself far more than what anyone else tells you. This is true. 
This is why these help. They won't do all the work, like doing crunches and expecting to meet all your fitness goals, but they will help as part of a mental health exercise routine. Reading. If you're reading for individual development, pick books that will uplift and inspire you. Self-help books are great for this, but also how-to books that teach a skill, or spiritual text is good too. As long as it is developing you in some way, it counts. You can get books at the library so you avoid spending anything on them. Then pick a time that you know you will do it and read. 10 minutes a day and you will find yourself finishing books faster than you think. Hal says to do it in the morning because this is the time of day that it won't get pushed back or procrastinated. Whenever you do it, schedule it in, like making an appointment with yourself for yourself. It is an appointment that you cannot afford to cancel. Meditation. There are so many ways to meditate. It also includes being still. Some people lay, some sit, and some kneel. Focusing on your breathing and your thoughts. Some people include prayer as part of their meditation. It is a time to simply be, to be still, to be connected. Connect with yourself, connect with a higher power, connect with your breath. It doesn't have to be complicated or take very long. Writing. Writing is like the burpees of mental exercises for me. The one that hurts so good. It's hard, I can't always tell it's helping, and it feels like it takes so much time and effort. That's how I felt about writing when I started fighting my depression. Then I read the Feeling Good book. It is chocked full with exercises that include writing. Writing exercises. I chose to do them in my head. Yeah, uh, that didn't work. The first time I sat down and wrote out my thoughts to look for the distortions, I was so surprised at how much easier it was to see them and how fast my brain believed the truth when I wrote it out. I got to the end so much quicker than trying to figure it out in my head. Writing doesn't have to be hard or take time. You can type if you like that better or go old school with a paper and a pencil. Like reading, set your time, five minutes, 10 minutes, and then write until your timer goes off and stop. Write whatever you're thinking or write what happened the day before, or write your goals or dreams. Just write. Like the burpees, you will be glad you did. Visualization. This one is hard for me. The definition is the formation of a mental image of something. So here, like meditation, you can be sitting or laying, you close your eyes, and you see with your mind. You form an image in your mind. Could be of you achieving your goal, the steps it takes for you to get that goal, or of you doing one of your positive affirmations. The more detail, the better. This works the same way as positive affirmations do. It rewires your brain, it lifts your thoughts. To me, it's like the opposite of worrying about something before it happens. We all do this from time to time and sometimes cause ourselves lots of unnecessary pain. When we stress about something that is going to happen, we feel the pain of it before it happens. Then we feel it when it happens, and if we get stuck on it, we can feel the pain after also. So visualization to me is the opposite of that. We visualize or see in our mind's eye the positive thing happening, so we get to experience the joy of it before it happens. Then it happens and we feel the joy of it again, and if we keep remembering, we can continue to feel the joy after. I've started visualizing waking up in the morning while I fall asleep. I see myself waking up when my alarm goes off, smiling, and turning off my alarm and starting my morning routine, happy to be awake and alive. The first time I did this, I woke up at 6.30 when my alarm went off 
smiling. It was awesome. I haven't woken up every day since then smiling. It's a work in progress, but it does work. Now, if none of these five things speak to you, pick your own and spend five to 10 minutes a day doing each. Then watch the change take place. Like physical exercises, the more time you spend and the more variety you include, the more results you will see. But don't tell yourself, I should do that. And know that I am not telling you you should either. I am telling you, it will be better for you if you do. You will see a positive change in your life if you do. Start small and you work your way up. Do what you can with what you have. That will look different for everyone. If all you had today was enough to listen to this, then thank you for listening and tell yourself, good job for doing that. You worked on your personal development today. Now let these ideas roll around in your head. Talk to your friends and family about them. If you're able to, write down one thing you liked that you would benefit from adding to your life. I've started to add these things into my life too. As I said, I visualize as I fall asleep. In the morning, I start my day with prayer, my version of meditation. I foam roll as my physical exercise. Then I write in my journal for five to 10 minutes. I give myself 10 minutes to read. I read scripture and self-help books. And just now I realized I haven't actually written out any positive affirmations yet, but that's okay. I am making change. Until last week, I would go to sleep wishing the night didn't go so fast because I didn't want tomorrow to come. I would roll out of bed around 8 and run around trying to get my kids ready. I wasn't doing any regular writing or regular reading. And even though I was reading books, I was just squeezing them in when I had time, wherever I could. My day started on accident every day. I mean, it started because it had to, not with a purpose, not on purpose. Today, I had trouble waking up despite doing all the things. And my wonderful friend is the one who reminded me, life is a practice. I'll leave you with her words. She said, keep working, but also be patient with yourself as you train. Life's all about practice. Thanks for listening.